Eastern time. Falcons wideout Calvin Ridley won't travel with the team to London for Sunday's game against the Jets because of personal reasons. Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo didn't practice today because of his strained calf. No practice for Bengals running back Joe Mixon or Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Oregon running back C.J. Verdell done for the season with a broken ankle. Nets have ruled out Kyrie Irving for their preseason game against the Bucks tomorrow because he's ineligible, ineligible to play because of New York City's vaccine mandate. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan hey what's going on everybody eric franson and aj salveson with you here on a thursday we got major league baseball we got the wild card games that are done we got a wild we got the series going on right now mike oh there you go hello aj <laughs> So how disappointed you sound. Good to have you. Uh, you want to chime in? There go the listeners. On what's going on with Major League Baseball and uh, the playoffs. We'd love to hear from you, your your thoughts about these series Ooh, so far. 435-339-0321. Uh, Jazz had another preseason game last night. 4260. Jared Butler has the potential to be a really nice addition. If he's, a le- if he's legit, the Jazz could sell high on Jordan Clarkson. I don't sell Jordan Clarkson though. Not Jordan, immediately. No, I Jordan Clarkson is an offensive masterpiece for that bench. I need Jordan Clarkson on the team now. If you want to give away Mieoni, that's cool. Uh, so we can give some comments and give your your thoughts too about what you saw last night, Jazz and uh, Mavericks. I'll be honest, I did not see it, so. I, I can I can go through the box score, but I can't give you too many opinions beyond that. I was watching a very legit NL wildcard game, so I really didn't have a chance to watch either. This, could this be, Eric, the best NL division series we have ever seen in baseball? Ever. Two rivalries. Okay, well, two teams that have been legit rivalry. But, Eric, as great as their postseason success has been, they've never met in the playoffs. Really? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and it's the first that. time, uh, and I, I'll have to look at this stat again, but I believe it's the first time, I can't remember since when, but it's been a long time since they've had two NL teams in the division series win 100-plus games and meet each other. That's that's insane. And Major League Baseball Needs has to, to change that. the way they Needs do the Needs to fix postseason. that. As grateful as I am that the Braves don't have to face either team until the NLCS. This is this is a major bummer. This and and that's the biggest disappointment, Eric, is that this great of a series with these two good of a teams, we're only gonna get five games of it, five, and that's it. We're done. That's a shame. That's what really is wrong with baseball, right there. Well, it was almost uh, one game, it almost eliminated yeah, the Dodgers. That's true. I mean, that, yep. Give the Cardinals a ton of credit, and they were oh, in that man. until late. Are you – do you like having – if it would have been the Cardinals, you have the underdog matchup. Cardinals weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Won 17 in a row, put themselves in position to be in the playoffs. Would you have rather seen that Cinderella versus, you know, 
big dog matchup, or are you okay seeing two Titans in baseball right now, like the Giants and the Dodgers? Well, see, that's the thing. Is it, that's an historic program in and of itself. The Cardinals are so. Yeah, they didn't have the the record, and they were the underdog, technically speaking. But and look at all the success that they've had over the even in the last twenty years. So. Um, it's kind of hard for me to view the St. Louis Cardinals as an underdog, like going up against Goliath, you know. Uh, and so, would it have been a fun story to see them dunk off the Dodgers? Uh, probably. I mean, uh, look, as a Cubs fan, I shouldn't like the Cardinals or cheer for them in any scenario, but I actually don't mind the Cardinals. I know that's kind of a weird thing for a Cubs fan to admit. But I think I dislike the Dodgers more. I don't know why. <laughs> I just have never been a fan of the Dodgers. And so I was kind of pulling for St. Louis to pull it off, pull off the upset. But I wouldn't have seen them as some big underdog David versus Goliath just because they have too much of a rich history. And the way they played to finish out the regular season, that's a good baseball team. Yeah, it really is. And they're so well-rounded. Uh, they got a bullpen. They've got a great lineup, one through nine. I mean, for Adam Wainwright to throw as good as he did, I mean, that's such an unfair loss for him to have to. I would get well. It's not a loss. It's a no well, decision for him. But, yeah. I mean, but it's just such an unfair way to have to end your season. You go, you go and give up one run, and give credit to to Max Scherzer. He was phenomenal through five innings, five and a third, I believe, or four and a third, I should say. Uh, I thought he was really good. It's just, I mean, you can only go through that lineup so many times and get away with bad pitches. And the one that I believe Alex threw, just break. It looked like a breaking ball that just was middle cut. And uh, I don't know who was it that hit the home run. I didn't even look, but uh, he didn't miss it. He got every bit of that ball. So, I mean, that, oh, again, that, that's why the Dodgers are so good. Chris Taylor. Oh, was it Chris Taylor who yeah. hit it? That's why the Dodgers are so good. Is that not you don't get one break in that lineup? There's nobody that you says, "Okay, oh, I got true. a break here." There's nobody. Well, and they were swip, swapping guys out a, a lot. I mean, oh he, yeah, he was. That just illustrates just the depth and experience yeah. that that team has. And look, they're very, very comfortable in the postseason. Uh, it wasn't until last year that they finally broke through and won the title. But they're very comfortable being in these situations. It's not. Unfamiliar territory for them. Dude, how about the Astros right now just wiping the White Sox all over the field? I mean, they are <laughs> they are letting them have it. Th- again, this isn't a good series. I, I mean, I said the Astros would sweep the White Sox. I'm standing by it. This White Sox team is just so overwhelmed by this Astros team, especially their hitting. By the way, did you see what Steve Clark, he might have tweeted out? I'm surprised he didn't delete it. <laughs> No. Knowing Steve, he should go look at his tweet. <laughs> Was this recently? Yeah, so yeah, this is today. So Clowkey is a White Sox fan. He's from Chicago, from the White Sox land. Uh so he's a very diehard White Sox guy. Uh he used to do some radio for the He White did, Sox. yeah. He did a couple of games actually. Uh yeah, I believe he did a couple of games, if I'm not mistaken. Before he came to Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was Somehow, he was part of their, their broadcast. Yeah, I think he had to sub in a couple. Of th- well, he says, I, I say had to. He got to sub in a couple of times to call a couple of games. But, uh, yeah, he's not really too thrilled right now about what's going on. So, kind of surprised he didn't delete it either. But, yeah, good to, good to see Steve show a little bit of emotion for his team. You never get to see that, actually. Um, but, again, I, I'm so excited. For, but that series starts 
tomorrow, right? Dodgers and Giants. Is that right, Eric? I got to go look that up now. Uh, only he only posted like a picture or an yep. emoji. Yep. Did you see what that emoji is I though? Can't t- what? Th- what is that? It's a garbage can. Oh, it's a garbage can. I can tell. <laughs> Looks like an oil barrel or something. Well, it's a barrel, a garbage can. It represents something, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. That right game. now, uh, Houston is up six to zero on the White Sox. Bottom of the fifth. So uh, the Giants-Dodgers series starts tomorrow. It's on T. In fact, all the games are on TBS. Kind of weird that they're not putting that on. Fo- like TBS has got to be just raising their arms up in celebration. Yeah. They get the Dodgers and Giants in in what the probably the biggest series of the playoffs, and they get them for f- all five games. Starts tomorrow. They play tomorrow, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, if if necessary for a game five, which in my opinion will be necessary for a game five. This is going five. That's going to go five. That's going five. Dude, that is such a shame, Eric. Come on. I know. 200-plus win Everything that comes after will be a consolation. Oh, God. Won't it? Do you feel, Eric, when this does go five, do you think the other uh, matchup, Braves and Brewers, could be picking up the scraps from this matchup based on maybe bullpens being used? Um I mean, it's a potential. I mean, if you go through a really emotional, and we've seen this in other sports too, when you have an, a, a really emotional, high-profile yeah. uh, series that goes long, uh, the, whomever survives that is really at risk of failing in the next round because they just got through the ringer just to get there. <laughs> and if, if, if the Braves or the Brewers make quick work of their series, whomever it is, they can just be sitting back there and – Big grin on their face. Oh just, yeah, like let's go get we it. Maybe and hopefully, well, for me, Eric, I should say, hopefully the Braves don't have to max their bullpen in this Brewer series. This, I can't tell you how terrified I am that something's going to go wrong just because the baseball gods hate the Braves. It sucks. Two one nine seven, text in. Remember, Houston Astros use garbage cans to tip the pitcher or tip pitches to the batters. Oh, maybe that's what the picture's about. Wait, you didn't get that. Uh, I think talking about it was a dumpster fire, like it was a garbage no, game. No, no, dude. He's tip. Yeah. Okay. I'm slow. Yeah, that's been one of those days. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, he's tipping. <laughs> he's, he's calling out the Astros. <laughs> I just thought he was saying it was that's a why I didn't put game. any words in there. He just put the emoji and left it there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love Steve. Give me enough time, and eventually I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Red Sox and. The Red Sox play tonight, by the way? Uh, they do. Yeah, they're the later game. Red Against Sox race, and Rays. Right? Uh, it'll be around 6 o'clock. Do you think there is, I guess they didn't have to use as much bullpen, but maybe that the Rays could take advantage of the Red Sox having to exhaust themselves through getting through the Yankees and then, uh, I mean, because the Rays already had the division clinched. You already knew what their... Um, what they're pretty much going to be dealing with because of uh, they finished first in the AL East and based on their record, they knew they weren't going to be playing until Thursday. So they got to really kind of coast through the final week or so of the season. And then while the Red Sox had to duke it out with everything they had and leave whatever ammo they could on the battlefield going into the playoffs. So now maybe, Eric, same thought, but the Rays could take advantage of the Red Sox here for the first couple of games. Uh, and then go to Boston, only needing to win one game to go to the uh, ALCS. This this could be interesting for Red Sox. 
Uh, Tampa's favorite in game one. I would imagine. Which that makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely imagine. They've had a little bit more time to prepare and rest and get ready. but uh, and, and they are the better team. Oh, yeah. But how is it that they're the better team, but they continue to underperform in the playoffs, it seems like? I guess, I mean, they went to the... How, underperform in the playoffs? Well, yeah. When's the last they were in the World Series. When? The Rays? Yeah. Wait, did you say they won the World Series? No, they were in the World Series. In a way. When they were there just recently. Was that they the, were just last year. Was that the pandemic year, though? Yeah, that was the pandemic year. Yeah. I'm not counting it. So? I'm not counting the Lakers ring either in that oh. pandemic year. I'm serious. Like, it was just, it was a weird, odd year. And I'm not, okay, I guess I am taking away something from the Dodgers. That's my bad. But I, I don't know, dude. That was a weird year. I'm not entirely sold on that. Like, this is, this is their best chance to maybe win a World Series. I think they can hang with the Giants. I don't know if they can hang with the Dodgers. Hmm. <coughs> okay. If they, if, they, if they get the Giants, I think that goes seven. Assuming they get to the World Series. Well, we got a doubleheader tonight. Uh, we'll have a uh, quadruple header tomorrow. Is it four games tomorrow? Four games tomorrow. It starts at noon. Oh, Astros and White Sox. That'll be game two in that series. Brewers and Braves. That'll be game one. That's at 2.30. Can we get a TV in here for the love of all that is good? I've got an ESPN Plus account. Just get me a dang TV. <laughs> uh, Red Sox and Rays on FS1, 5 o'clock. That'll be game two in that series. And game one between the Dodgers and Giants in primetime, 7.30 on TBS. I'm excited. I love oh, this time I, of the I year. I love it, dude. This is a fun time. Is this actually? Let me ask our listeners too. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. I really need to know this answer. Is this the best month in sports? Yes or no? Uh, we've Playoff had this baseball, debate. It's a couple football, different ways. Basketball gets in, starts getting going. Is this the best month in sports? See, in my mind, it's either October or March. March is start of baseball, and then there's the NCAA tournament, but that's it. You got the NBA that's going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you actually do got the NBA. Yeah. And they're just getting – I want to say they're getting to the dog days, or they're getting through the dog days of it, but it's pretty close to that. Uh, 2197, the most wonderful time of the year. October, I think, is the best month. February is the worst month. Why? You got the Super Bowl. That's one day. You still got the college basketball that's yeah, but conference that's, play is but that's, going and getting you ready for dog the... days, man. That's like I feel like January and February is the dog days of basketball. Mm. Like March is you where got the it gets NBA, fun. NBA All Star Weekend. Oh, I know you get excited about. Dude, don't. <laughs> Why do you do that with me? NHL's I, in full swing. I love 2417's text. If our Braves would have won the World Series, would you have counted it then? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, I would have. You know it, 2417. You know it. Uh, best month in sports. Yeah, it would probably be October. June's a pretty bad month. June's a quiet month. You have golf. We have baseball, but not, April? 
Well, a- April, like baseball gets in the full swing. Yeah, baseball in full swing. The Masters. The NBA. The NBA. The end of the regular season. Yeah. Playoffs are getting started. I put April spring like football as the th- fourth best month. Usually your, your spring game is in April. I'm trying to think. Uh, November's okay. December's all right. Actually, actually, I, I like December in sports because you got bowl games, NBA. Um, if you're a hockey fan, you got. I think you got NHL. Don't want to leave out hockey. Yeah, they're going on. So yeah, I, December's got to be number two for me. Because I love bowl game season. I love that. Oh, 2197. I was supposed to sing that. I should sing it, Eric. He says. Sing what? It's the most wonderful time. Oh, no, let's not do that. Of the year. Uh, let's not do that. You've got the cup. 5180. Uh, it just seems wrong for the Giants. Down. I'm trying to read a text. <laughs> 5180. Thank you for your timely text. Uh, it just seems wrong for Giants and Dodgers. They'll be playing in the first round. Best record, same division. Would be so much more meaningful and historic if they met in the NLCS. Yeah, I could not agree more to that text. Uh, fall foliage, college football, NFL, baseball playoffs, Halloween, nice weather. Yes. Hard to beat October. I love being Go Giants to little kids on Halloween night. Go Gi- Oh, we got a Giants fan in the house. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So uh, let me ask 5180. Who's your pick in the Giant Dodger series? How many games does it go? I'm going to guess he's going to say Giants. Dodgers in four, I bet he says. <laughs> Let me get back to my song, though. All right, Eric? This is good stuff. Hey, uh, today on the Full Court Press, we've got an interview coming up with another USU oh, coach. Oh, so excited about this, yeah. It's been fun to uh, to get to know some of the coaches and some of the other sports outside of football and men's basketball, even though we had a great interview earlier this week with Ryan Odom, head basketball coach for the uh, men's uh, basketball team. But uh, uh, Artie Golden, head coach for the Utah State cross-country team, they've got a big uh, match that they host coming up tomorrow. A lot of different teams that are going to be here in the Cache Valley for that. Uh, Had a chance to catch up with him earlier today. We'll play that back for you. Uh, Also coming up, we'll do our pick six. And uh, also next hour, this week in the Mountain West, uh, look at kind of a recap of what happened last week. And then a look ahead to what's on the schedule this weekend throughout the Mountain West uh, Conference. It's the most wonderful hour of the Full Court Press. 100 years. Al Sporting Goods is celebrating their 100-year anniversary. Buy a 32-ounce Hydro Flask and get a 32-ounce Al Special Edition for free. Stand socks, buy one, get one at 50% off. Camelback Hog Hydration Packs, $39. Regular price, $160. You save 75%. Save nearly 50% on a Camp Chef SE Pellet Grill, only $349. Al Sporting Goods 100-year anniversary celebration. Every sport, every Season. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. 
West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Ahoy, me hearties! Do you have pirate blood in your veins? Are you a scallywag on the hunt for gold? Adventure awaits the brave of heart at Halloween on the high seas at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Explore the seaside carnival. Find a shipwreck and lost treasure. And discover sea creatures from the deep. Get your tickets today at thelivingplanet.com slash Halloween. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. That's Eric Franson and Amashe Salveson. We're going to move aside from the football talk of Utah State. As they're, again, they're in a bye week. Utah State basketball is getting ready to rev up uh, their uh, their camp, and they'll get their season started on October 27th in an exhibition game. But now it's time to head to the fields, the wheats and fields, the hills. I don't know even what to say here or how to present what they're out in the country. There we go. It is the cross-country head coach, Artie Golden, here joining us on the Full Court Press. Coach, thanks so much for your time. How are you? Uh, doing good. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. No, nah, it's, it's great to have you, Coach. So is this your fifth year as a head coach and seventh year overall at Utah State? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. You know, it's crazy. I was reading through your, I was looking through your biography. I was, I was stalking you a little bit. Uh, you guys, as a team last year, earned its best ever finish at the NCAA Division One Cross Country National Championships. Uh, your twenty-first ranked, three hundred fifty-one points, placed eleventh overall. Uh, that was uh, that was the, that was the best ever since uh, the sixteenth place finish in nineteen. Uh, and you beat 15 ranked teams, including 10 that were ranked ahead of you guys. What has been the transition as you guys have continued that success from last year going into this year? Where do you credit that success? Well, I think when I when I took over, um, we had never, as a team, either the men or the women, qualified for an NCAA championship. Um, and and that I wanted to change that. I grew up uh, around the sport. My dad was track and cross country coach at Bucknell University and that was his focus his focus and I saw that you know throughout my you know pretty much my entire childhood was was get try and get teams to to NCAAs and uh, I felt at Utah State that we should be we should be able to do that and so we you know implemented some 
you know, uh, I guess a vision of, of doing that and then some expectations that would that would go along with that to, to try and raise the bar and, and get both teams to, to a level where we could do that. And, uh, you know, fortunately in, uh, in that process, we had a good group of leaders in, you know, 2016, 2017 that really caught the vision and, and, and took it and ran with it. And so for me back, back then a few years ago, it was just a matter of, I guess getting getting the team pointed in the right direction, and then we had some great leaders that uh, you know that that took control and 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 did the rest. And so um, you know, and then 2017 we had both teams qualify, and we've just tried to keep building keep building from there. And you know, in terms of recruiting, developing, uh, and continuing to have guys and girls on the team that that embrace the the vision of qualifying for NCAA championships. And coach, I was actually going to ask you about the, uh, about recruiting and developing. What what do you look for when you're out there on the recruiting trail to bring somebody onto your squad? Well, I think first we we try and find you know good academic kids. Um, you know that's usually fairly easy with distance runners. Distance runners, you know, stereotypically are are good academically, so we don't have to worry about um, that too much. Um, but I think oftentimes success in the classroom will translate into into success as a distance runner, and and then we also look at uh, improvement uh, improvement over you know their high school uh, their high school period because if you know we can get a a, a good hardworking kid that um, has improved in high school, um, if that improvement continues, um, then we could have uh, a pretty pretty special college athlete and. And that's that's kind of what what you what you would have seen over the past you know four to five years with the kids that have been on our team team and uh, you know especially the all Americans that we've had um, you know really in terms of the all Americans that we've had only one uh, was a super standout high school high school athlete Clay Lamborn who who ran the eight hundred for us but all of the all of the rest of of our all Americans. Have been, you know, kids that were good in high school, but but nothing super special. And they came in and worked really, really hard and and got better and, and improved. So I think that improvement aspect, uh, the improvement curve that we see throughout the their high school years, is really important to us as as during the recruiting process. Coach, what is the leap like from high school to college in cross country in regards of training and distance running? Is it a big leap, or is it? Can it be a smooth transition? Um, we try and make it as smooth a transition as possible. What we do in terms of uh, uh, our training is after when when we have kids, you know, coming in as freshmen after their outdoor season is finished, we'll talk to all of them. Uh, individually to try and, and get an idea of what their training has been like and what they're used to so that we build a, you know, kind of a, a summer training system for them that, that suits them. Um, we, don't have, we don't have kids come in and say, okay, everybody has to run, you know, this amount of miles per week because, you know, some kids would get hurt really fast because they – they wouldn't be prepared for it, and other kids would be bored because maybe they're used to, to doing more. So 
So we try and get a gauge of, you know, what each kid is, uh, is used to and then build a plan for them, uh, based off of, based off of that as they, they go through their summer training. So, so it, we, we definitely, you know, um, have them take a, a few steps up, uh, in terms of the training, but, uh, hopefully for, for all of them, it's, it's not an overwhelming, uh, number of steps. How many miles are your kids running on a typical week when you get into season? <laughs> oh, so for the guys, we have, we, you know, probably in, in, for our cross-country team, we have uh, kids running 60 miles a week, and then we have kids running north of 100 miles a week, and, and then everywhere, in, uh, everywhere in between 60 to, a, to, to 100. And then for the ladies, um, we have uh, we're that that range is probably about 35 uh, up to 70, 75. Coach, uh, can you hang with him still? Do you still got it in you? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just try I just try and, and stay in good enough shape so that uh, I can make it from point to point on the cross-country course during the races and, and yell for him. But, no, I, I can't uh, – I can't run with them even in my dreams anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, speaking of the course here, uh, Utah State, that's a beautiful uh, Steve and Donna Reader cross-country course uh, here just north of campus. You guys are hosting uh, a big race uh, this weekend. Uh, explain like who's coming, who participates in that, and how the general public can come and uh, participate as well. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, this is the this is the time of the year that uh, you know we we travel to uh, some some bigger meets. We went to Pennsylvania last week. We went to Wisconsin, or we're going to Wisconsin next week. And and a lot of the schools and the other schools in the area will do the same thing. But you know, unfortunately, we can't bring our entire teams with us. And so we want to give give all of our athletes the opportunity to race. Um, against good competition, and so that's what um, that's what this meet, you know, tomorrow is is all about is is giving those kids, um, you know, that that weren't able to travel to Pennsylvania last week the the opportunity to race and and potentially earn a spot to to travel to Wisconsin uh, next next week. And so the the teams that we have coming, um, I believe the BYU women are are scheduled to to come and. Uh, U- the U- University of Utah women, uh, both the, the Weber State men and women are bringing some folks up. Um, and then uh, the College of Idaho uh, is bringing both their teams. I believe Westminster is bringing their men's team. And then uh, UNLV is, is traveling up from Vegas with, with their women's team. And, uh, and so for, for us, and, and I, I think Weber State and the University of Utah and and BYU, the the focus of of the meet is is similar to us, where you know give give the kids the opportunity to compete that that weren't able to you know to travel uh, to the previous meet, and uh, and then you know it's it's great because we'll have you know the College of Idaho, Westminster, UNLV, uh, bringing bringing some of their best kids, and and you know giving us good competition to run against. Uh, in terms of uh, coming out to the meet. Uh, uh, the men start at, at 3 p.m. and the women start at 3:45. Like you said, the the course is is just north of 1400, just north of 1400 north. And, um, you know, it's it's a really fan friendly co- course where you can stand in one place and 
and see most of the race. And so that, that's really a benefit. And, uh, you know, hopefully the, the weather will hold out tomorrow and it won't be, uh, it won't be too junky, uh, so that people can come and enjoy the race and, and not get uh, cold and wet. Hey, coach, uh, two questions. First one, how does, now you brought up the weather situation, how do you adjust as a runner in running in, in bad conditions? Uh, is there a way you can adjust that or you just got to deal with it? Um, I think you deal to, to a degree, you just deal with it. Uh, I mean, our kids are training outside all of the time. Um, you know, really the, you know, throughout the entire winter, winter too. I mean, most of the time they're, they're outside, you know, outside running cause it, it would get super boring running, you know, 10, 12, 14 miles, you know, inside or, or on a treadmill. So, um, you know, they just, they put clothes, put more clothes on when it gets cold, uh, you know, when it's raining, you know, just try and wear, um, try and wear the rain gear and, um, and then make, make the best of it. When it, when it's crappy weather conditions like that, our focus for them is just when they get back, um, you know, just trying to get dry and warm as, as quick as possible so that, you know, we, we try and minimize sicknesses and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, in 1989, my dad was one of the USA uh, coaches at the World Cross Country Championships, and it was held in Stavanger, Norway. And uh, oh he told me that, uh, you know, he heard the, the Norwegian folks, because the weather was, I think, super crappy there, and um, people were complaining about it. And the Norwegians told him uh, and others something to the effect of, there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. So uh you know try and try and get our our team to to understand that too and uh be prepared uh with the right clothing when it's when it's not ideal weather and then coach i want to ask you about your women's cross-country team through week four the ranked seventh in the u.s track and field and cross-country coaches association poll uh and they're led by emma thornley her second mountain west conference freshman of the week award she just earned this past week uh finished 20th overall uh, with a time of twenty thirty nine and seventy in the six k race in uh, in Bethlehem, what have you seen out of her so far, and what is the biggest improvement you've seen out of her too, especially as a freshman? Yeah, I mean Emma came in with uh, with great credentials. She won the the six a uh, Utah State Cross Country Meet um, last uh, last fall, and so um, you know she she's continued. Uh, to improve and has done a great job for us. She put in a lot of work uh, this summer and and has really uh, and has really excelled. Um, you know, running running with the other girls on the team and um, it's it's uh, it's been great because you know having having her and a couple of other freshmen um, on the traveling squad really you know makes the the, the team that much stronger. Um, their goal as a team is to, to qualify for NCAAs, and uh, you know Emma and the, the other freshmen have done a great job so far in uh, helping them do the things that uh, they need to do to to make it to NCAAs. Beating Georgetown uh, last week at uh, uh, the Paul Short Run was was huge because uh, more than likely um georgetown will get one of the two automatic bids out of the out of the mid-atlantic region for ncaa's and so having having beat them will uh will greatly strengthen um you know us in our attempt to get to ncaa's but 
at the same time, we, we have a huge opportunity next week at Wisconsin, and uh, the ladies are going to need to step up again and, and run well there. And you got some uh, some great upperclassmen too, Katie Haviland, Bailey Brinkerhoff. I mean, you've got uh, Mika Rivera, some others that have have run well and did a nice uh, race there in Pennsylvania. So would that you've got some young runners doing some nice things, but you also got some upperclassmen that are setting the tone. Just wh- how, what kind of uh, you talked about the leadership and and trying to develop the the the, the runners that you do have. What I guess gratification does that give you when you see them? kind of evolve into some of the top pacers and runners in the country when they have races like this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, extremely, it's extremely gratifying. Uh, Katie, has, Katie was part of the, the 2017 team that went to, to NCAAs, but she wasn't um, able to be one of the girls that traveled to NCAAs. And so um, she's really been on a mission since then to, to get back and, it was great for her to, to qualify last year individually, and she ran a great way, great race at NCAA's. Um, you know, coming you know just a couple of seconds away from um, from earning you know all American status, and you know her mission in coming back this uh, this year was to get or is to get the team there to to have the team experience what uh, what she experienced last year and. Um, and you know the other girls uh, have really caught hold of that. Mika, Bailey, um, you know they've all done a great job, and um, you know having that, having that goal, and um, you know pretty much you know running themselves through a wall uh, to try and make sure that they all accomplish it. And then on the men's side, uh, senior Caleb Garnica. I mean, he's been having himself a season. He was recognized as the Mountain West Cross Country Male Athlete of the Week. Uh, talk about what, what kind of impact he's having so far uh, this season, and uh, with the other runners on that uh, men's side. Yeah, Caleb is. You know, he's he's been fantastic. Uh, he's one. Of, he was one of the one of the two guys, along with Mark Crandall, that uh, the guys elected uh, as their captains this year. So. Um, you know, he, Caleb's doing a great job in leading the team in, in all respects. Um, and so his run at, uh, at Paul Short last week was, uh, was really good uh, and bodes well for the rest of the season because Caleb is the kind of runner that, you know, usually his performances will, will build uh, throughout the season. Um, and, you know, he has historically he, he has had his best races um during the championship part of the season so for him to to win last week that you know that you know signifies probably some really good things coming uh in the next month or so and uh the other guy you know cameron todd had a really great race uh at paul short in terms of the our team execution um you know we we didn't execute the race plan collectively uh you know how we how we had hoped we had some bad luck uh, in terms of, you know, one of our guys, uh, Bridger, who was uh, leading, supposed to lead the team out um, and put us in position. Uh, he went down at uh, about 1,200 meters into the race and kind of got trampled. Um, and so that was a little bit of bad luck. But the it doesn't sound guys pleasant. Regrouped. <laughs> What's that? I said that doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, especially when you're in a race with 380 people and, uh, you know, Usually when you go down, you know, people can get up pretty quick and it, it's not too big of a deal. But Bridger was like, I was just, I kept trying to get up and people kept stepping on me. Oh. And, 
uh, and so forth. So yeah, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a fun experience for him. But you know, the the guys regrouped fairly well. Um, you know, we we just need some other guys, uh, you know, to really step up for the guys to be able to to do what they what they want to do this year. Um, you know, Caleb and Cameron ran really well, um, and we need uh, we need some other guys next week to to follow suit in Wisconsin and. Um, you know, but it's a, it's a great opportunity for them. I, I think there's like 19 or 20 teams that are ranked nationally that'll be racing in Wisconsin next week. So it'll be a fantastic meet. Head cross country coach, Artie Golden of Utah State joins us here on the full court press. Our friends and Amaj Salveson, uh, coach, forgive me of my ignorance as I ask this question, but how do you guys do the NCAA tournament qualifications? Is that by team or is that by runner? Uh, both. And so um, there are nine re- there are nine regions across the country. Uh, we're in the mountain region. Um, every every region gets two automatic teams that qualify. Um, so that's eighteen uh, of the teams, and then there are thirteen at large teams um, that get selected. And the method that they use basically is you know a quantitative system where. Um, they put all of the, the third-place teams in each region up on the board, and the team that has beaten the most of the, the, the 18 automatic qualifiers already in the meet then gets that, the first at-large spot. And, and so our, um, our region has traditionally been very strong. Um, you know, we've gotten six up to seven teams from our region in, um, in the NCAA meet. And so, you know, those years that we have gotten seven teams, that means five of the 13 at-large bids came from, came from our, our one region. And so, um, so that's what, you know, we're, we're looking for again, you know, this year, uh, right now, um, it's looking like for the ladies, most likely six or seven teams, um, will put themselves in position to, uh, to make it to NCAAs and the guys, um, you know, right now, probably it's looking like five or six. So, um, so that's how the, the team, uh, system works. And then for, uh, the individuals, um, four individual, the top four individuals that aren't on a team that qualifies in each region, um, get to go to, to NCAAs. Coach, I wanted to ask you more about the mental aspect of this sport and that it's on paper you can look at it and say, well, whoever runs the fastest wins. And there is certainly some logic to that. But how you get there, is, there's a lot of different strategy to accomplish that. Uh, in long-distance races, you guys will run in packs. Uh, somebody will set a pace. Uh, somebody will move ahead. I mean, there's a lot of different strategies to it. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to that I understand how it all works, but for those who may not be as familiar with co- uh, running a cross country race as a team, how do you execute that and try to get your best runners across the finish line with the fastest times? Yeah, we, we sometimes will, uh, well, the, the team as a whole, that's what we, that's what we try to preach is, uh, is running as a team and the, the strength as a team and the, the strength in numbers. Um, I love the, when I was growing up, I, I loved the Chicago Bulls. I imagine that, 
you know, that might get some booze from people uh, in, in Utah. But, <laughs> no, uh, no. Why, why, why uh, would you think that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I read a book by, by Phil Jackson where he talked about, you know, that he got the question so many times, how on earth did you get, you know, guys, Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman, to, on opposite ends of the spectrum uh, to play together? And uh, really, he said it was, it was fairly easy once he got them to, to buy into um, the, this poem from the Jungle Book, Rudyard Kipling wrote, where um, you know the last two two lines are: "The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack." Um, and really talking about that reciprocal relationship, where um, the pack is only as strong as the individual members, but then the pack itself uh, helps make the individual members stronger. Um, and we, we try and talk about that with our team a lot and getting the team to buy into that. And, and they've done a great job of that where, um, it's, it's often easier when, you know, they, they compete and they run together as a pack and they're able to, to set things up and, um, you know, race together that, that, that pack, that the numbers, um, and having their teammates around them will, um, will often make, you know, all of the individual uh, members of the team stronger. And, you know, for the guys, it's an 8K race, so the, the entire team doesn't stay together for the, for the full 8K. But if we can keep the team together for 5 or 6K uh, of the race, and then for the ladies, you know, 4K of the 6K race, um, that just it, it brings huge benefits because, you know, they have that support uh, of their team and, you know, and, and they can they can see their teammates around them and, you know, really become engaged in, you know, running for something bigger than themselves because it hurts. It hurts really bad. And so, you know, being able to have their teammates there and, um, and running for their teammates, um, running for something bigger than themselves, that, uh, that oftentimes will, will, uh, will result in, you know, guys and, and ladies being able to, uh, you know, run much harder than if they're if they're just running for themselves and, and their own individual performance coach uh, what are you looking forward to in regards of uh as you guys get ready for the ncaa championships and such uh, what are some of the things you want to see your team improve and get better at to prepare for those uh for that big tournament uh well for for the guys um you know that the race plan execution and and having having our pack form um, and, and be able to, to stay together for that, that five, six K. Um, you know, we designed a workout, uh, that they did on Tuesday to try and, uh, help with that in a, in a couple of respects. Um, and so for them, that's really, that's really what we're looking for. You know, we have some, um, you know, big, big meets and, and big stepping stones throughout the season, um, over the next month to, to, to lead us to the NCAA meet, like I said, Wisconsin next week is a, a huge meet, and then after that we go to the Mountain West Championships, and you know the the guys are, um, you know, have a goal to to win that, like like they did two years ago. Um, for the ladies, just continuing to to do what they've done, um, and uh, continuing to to build their confidence and belief that you know that they're a team that uh, you know not only has a goal to get to NCAAs, but that they're a team that belongs there. Um, and so for them to have that belief and that confidence uh, grow 
um, will will bring you know will pay off huge uh, as we get into these these bigger championship meets over the course of the next month. He's a head cross country coach, Artie Golden, here on the Full Court Press. Coach, congratulations on your successful success this far. Wish you the very best here going forward. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. And good luck with your uh, meet that you're hosting. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Bald truck tires. Yup, I'm well aware winter is coming. Have you seen my truck? Big truck with really big tires. Big tires come with a big price tag. That's why I'm headed to Express Auto and Tire. Really big tires only cost $25. Yup, really big truck tires, really little price. Only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tires selling every used tire in stock for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire only $25. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. Summer heat will soon turn to rain and snow. Is your roof prepared for another winter? RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is a nationally recognized and approved roof rejuvenation product, saving you thousands over shingle replacement. RoofMax is a quick and affordable alternative to a complicated and expensive roof replacement, extending your shingle roof up to 15 years beyond the roof warranty. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing can rejuvenate your roof without replacement. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and fancy key bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Neat and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. With fuel prices soaring, did you know you can save money just by keeping your car in shape? Hi, this is Scott from Discount Tire. And this is Josh at Discount Tire in Providence, and we would like to help you save a little money at the gas pump. National studies have shown you can increase your fuel savings by 6% just by keeping your tires properly inflated. And by another 10% by changing your air filter. That's 16% in fuel savings with hardly any effort at all. And we'll make it even easier for you. That's right, Josh. Just bring in your vehicle into Discount Tire in Logan or Providence, and we will adjust the tire pressure and check the air filter for free. No charge to help you save up to 16% at the gas pump. And be sure to ask us about other ways to increase your gas mileage and save money at the gas pump. And ask about our bottom line sell prices on our energy efficient Michelin tires. That's a discount tire, 885 North Main in Logan. And 110 South Highway 165 in Providence. Discount Discount Tire, where our people people make the difference. Discount Tire, so much more than a tire store. 
snowfall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our train pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best, the best parts, the best service. So, Ajay, you need a lot of parts for your vehicle. You can just kiss my butt (laughs) right now. But if you just need something simple as a battery or a <laughs> wiper blade. You look at me and you say that. Pull, pull into any of the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. They'll not only make sure you get the right part, but they can even help you install it. And if you need even more help than that, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts sponsors the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here shortly. Uh, Andre, that was a lot of fun talking to Artie Golden. Okay. What was your mile time when you ran the mile back in the day? Um, I think the best I did was maybe eight. I think mine was like 12. (laughs) Dude, I just had small steps. And I, I think at one point I saw some chubbier kid passed me and i just like screw it i'm done <laughs> and i just took my sweet time after that i ran no, a half cool. marathon maybe six or seven years ago okay so these kids are training around 60 miles or like 100 <laughs> miles a week i know I was like, i'm that's... thinking back to that time when i was training for that and i'm hearing them yeah I'm guys like, are running 60 at 100 miles I a need week motivation to Holy run cow. if you want me to run fast in a mile you need to like put an alligator or like a python behind me. And I'll sprint. No problem. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, I can do it. But just to say, okay, I need you to start running just to run. Had somebody tell me the only reason they will run is if they are being chased or if they are chasing. And yeah, they'll, they'll go with that. That was mostly in context of playing sports, but I can see it. In... But to just to run 100 miles in a week. Yeah, just because you need to get ready for a meet. I just... <laughs> Pulls my mind. No, thank you. How many miles... How many different shoes do you have to go through in a season? But, dude, you know, this team has been really, really good. Both women's and men's is is killing it right now in, in, in this sport. Yeah, so, again, big meet, uh, what, today, I believe? Or to this weekend? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep. This weekend it starts, and so uh, wishing the best for them. It, it's awesome seeing Utah State Athletics succeed like they are. Yeah, so uh, if you can, um, I, I love this comment, too. There is no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. So that was good. Yeah, that that's kind of cool. like the suck it up attitude. Right. Oh, it's snowing. You better run fast then. We're still out there running. Just dress appropriately. Oh, dude, that is brutal. So if you want to go watch them run tomorrow, you may need to similarly dress appropriately. But yes. still, be great to have the support of the community out there for them. Got some major rain coming in. It sounds like, huh? 
maybe. Yeah. Uh, 8003. 12-minute mile? That's good, AJ. I have a car that won't do that. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Hey, hey, coming up next hour, uh, pick six. We'll uh, recap what happened with the Utah Jazz. Man, Granted, no, there's no starters who played, but it was a good chance to get a look at some of these new guys that we haven't really seen. One much guy of. in particular. Uh, and also this week in the Mountain West, a recap of what happened last week and a preview of what's on schedule this weekend. Boise State with a big showdown. A big showdown also in conference play between Wyoming and Air Force. Oof. Wyoming's undefeated. Air Force, their lone loss was to the Aggies. Is that at Air Force? It's at Air Force. Oh, that'll be a good game. So a lot of things to uh, let you know about coming up this weekend uh, and also give you an update on what's going on with Major League Baseball in the uh, ALDS just... going on right now. So stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Postseason heroes can come from anywhere in baseball. Not sure many people predicted that Chris Taylor was going to be the hero for the Dodgers last night. But Taylor hit a walk-off home run to lead L.A. past the Cardinals in their one-game playoff. Taylor made the All-Star game this year, but he was on the bench because he struggled toward the end of the season, in part because of health issues. But he stepped up in the biggest moment possible last night. Taylor became just the fifth player in postseason history to hit a walk-off home run in a winner-take-all game. Dodger fans have to be excited, but they also have to feel a bit relieved. This team was way too good to have just one playoff game and go home. Now they have a real battle against the only team in baseball that had more wins than them, the Giants. The great thing about baseball is we have no idea who will step up and be the hero in what should be a classic playoff series. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, Dan. hey, Dan Patrick here. You've heard me talking about Get Upside on the show, the free app that pays you up to 25 cents cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I've got a special offer for my listeners. Right now, when you use the promo code FOOTBALL, you'll receive a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. There is no cost to work with us, and you will love having a local agent. Call 752-9493. Want to get the most out of your Medicare benefits? Come see us at LSS Insurance. The home for Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are. There's NFL football on Fox TV tonight, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time with the Rams 3-1 playing at Seattle. The Seahawks are 2-2, and Seattle will miss running back Chris Carson tonight. He's out with a neck injury. Carolina running back Christian McCaffrey thinks he could return this Sunday already from a hamstring injury. The Panthers host the Eagles on Sunday. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo mispracticed again with a calf injury. San Francisco plays at 4-0 Arizona Sunday. Titans wide receiver Julio Jones with a bad hamstring misses practice again today as did tackle Taylor Lewan with a toe injury. There are a couple of college football games tonight including number 15 Coastal Carolina at Arkansas State. Oregon running back C.J. Verdell is out for the season after a leg injury in last Saturday's overtime loss. In the American League Division Series at Houston, Astros 6-0 over the White Sox bottom of the 7th. Coming up on FS1, Boston at Tampa Bay. I'm Steve DeSager. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! It's 
the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It is the Full Court Press. Hour number two is going to be a shortened hour. We'll make it a half hour. We'll get ready for this week in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Eric Franson, Amaje Salveson. I don't know why, but for some reason, I was sure you were going to say we're going to make it a happy hour. Why would I say that? I don't know. It just seems like something you would say. You, we, we will make it a happy hour. Everyone's going to be happy. They're going to love it. You'll play clown music and carnival stuff and... No, we're just going to have a great half hour of radio here for these wonderful listeners. Okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Why would you ever think I'd bring up something that uh, I don't know. When we, we, we interview people, you like to bring up like bad memories for them. And how, do you, <laughs> how did you feel in that moment when you lost that game? If we were to get Bill Buckner on, <laughs> it's going to be like all this positive interview. Hey, Bill, when you had that ground ball go through your legs... <laughs> A, how does that make you feel? What were you thinking? B, how did you feel after? What were you feeling in that moment? <laughs> what so, were you feeling in the moments that followed? It. What in the world? Don't did do you, that. Did you require counseling? <laughs> what the heck is your problem? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if you want to weigh in and uh, if Aji wants to make this a happy hour, so if you want to add to the fun. Did Bill uh, Buckner die? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Um, I six two nine four. Bill Buckner, rest in peace. Wait, did he die? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm not aware. I can't really say that I followed. Oh my his gosh, career. he did. Two when did he pass ago, away? May twenty seventh of two thousand nineteen. Well, oh, okay. Well, may he rest in peace. Yes, thank you for giving us the heads up on that. See, you think I was all gloom and doom. <laughs> No. Look, uh, 435-339-0321 to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, great text came through after we got done talking to Artie Golden. This is from 7994. My son ran at USU, went through three pairs of shoes for training and two pairs of racing shoes each year. They technically have three seasons, cross country, indoor track, then outdoor track. They trained all year. What did... That's Oof. that's nuts. That is nuts. That's crazy. Uh, 7994, what did your son run? Uh, so, like, did he run? Because there's, like, a 100 meter, right? 400 meters and stuff like that. Well, I, I would imagine if you are uh, in, in cross country, you're going to be more of those long distance uh, running uh, yeah, races. But it, but it says he ran indoor track and then outdoor track, too. That is crazy. And that would make sense to me. I mean, I would feel a little bit strange um it might be a little bit weird if, if uh you come and your season's only a few weeks mm-hmm. uh so that you're you're a scholarship athlete that can t- competes in various different events at different seasons and different times of the year so okay that's interesting that's uh that's good to know 2305 bill buckner retired in idaho he grew up in napa idaho or no, sorry, napa california signed by the dodgers played in ogden and then passed away in idaho Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think I, I didn't at, know he had that kind of connection. Said to this he passed part of the away world. in Boise, Idaho, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that. Yeah. Well, great, Eric. I'm glad you brought Bill Buckner up. You. I sure. didn't bring him up. Yeah, you brought him you up. 
That's not nice. I didn't mention his name. You, he's the garbage. By the way, you left this over here. Are you like trying to say you don't want my gift? And you're like, I'm gonna leave okay. it there for you, you to have. You threw that pretty hard at me, Eric. No, you had it, you caught it perfectly you, on your. You threw on your that pecs. hard, and so I was just hoping next time you could be a better sport about it and maybe just you know hand it over with love. I wasn't. I wasn't aiming for your face. You sure? That would have been better. Yeah, chucked it at me. Yeah, moon pie, chocolate moon pie. I love that thing. Five two five three. Happy hour sounds more on par with Sanjay Alverson. <laughs> Dude, I love this text line. I freaking love our listeners. Uh, Sanjay Alverson. That is awesome. Hey, Sanjay Alverson won four loaves of little gristmill bread, <laughs> too. You still haven't gave him his certificate. So if you could get that uh, to him. The, he's, the mystery Sanjay. He keeps calling my phone at my desk and asking for uh, his old Christmas <laughs> Where's stuff. my bread? Because he knows how good it is. <laughs> he's hoping that they have the uh, pumpkin chocolate chip. <laughs> it goes fast. Yes, it does. And the country white bread is so good, by the way. I'm a huge country white bread fan. It's just, it's delicious. It's smooth. You can throw anything on it. Tuna, PB&J. Cheese and ham, cheese and turkey, cheese and salami. Like slungs involves cheese. Yes, it has to involve cheese. Every <laughs> sandwich has got to involve cheese. But yes, I love uh, an update on what's going on with the ALDS, the American League Divisional Series. Astros lead the White Sox six to nothing. Ten hits for the Astros so far. Top of the eighth inning. Um, yeah, Astros just landed on the White Sox. Um, later on tonight, uh, next hour, about an hour from now. Red Sox at the Rays. That'll be on FS1. Tampa is expected to win. They are favored to win that one. But um, will you? do you think that game will be any closer than the one that's going on right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The White Sox are supposed to get swept by the Astros. This series isn't going to be close. You. What are you smiling about? I'm just, <laughs> Uh, I, I think the, the White Sox can get at least one. I don't know if they'll get swept. I don't know, man. They look pretty bad right now. Like the Astros are pounding them six to nothing. They're getting shut out in Game One of the playoffs. It's not great. Yeah, it's one game. Speaking of one game, first to win three. Speaking of one game, last night NL uh, Wild Card game was an absolute doozy. Adam Wainwright was great. Max Scherzer was good. The bullpen was better. And then we got to the bottom of the uh, the ninth. And uh, Taylor up to the plate, and with two outs, sent the uh, sent the Cardinals home. Reyes on two and one. Taylor fly ball to left and deep and gone. Chris Taylor, a walk off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. They win the wild card three to one. That's part, so exciting. Part I mean, of KLAC Radio. If you're, I, don't, I get it. If you're a Cardinals fan, you hate to hear that call. But if you're just a fan of sports of and baseball, drama yeah. and just exciting plays, that's I love that stuff. I mean, it's a tie game, two outs. You hit a walk off home run. Everybody walks off the field together in celebration. On to the next game. You survive. I just I love that stuff, and that's you get that so much this time of year with Major League Baseball playoffs. Two three oh five. Who wins the Seattle Seahawks Rams game tonight? Ooh, that's supposed to be a good one. NFC West matchup. Ah, uh-huh. Thursday night showdown. I like the Rams just because I think their offense can be more consistent 
than what Seattle's is. Um, they got a great run game. Of course, Matthew Stafford is like resurrected into the vintage Matthew Stafford, playing out of his mind. I, I even uh, after their loss last week, right last Sunday, um, yeah, I, I, I've got the Rams winning this one. Rams are favored by two and a half. Is this in L.A. by the way? It's in Seattle. Oh wow! And they're favored by two. Yep, it's on Fox and NFL Network. Um, I'm inclined to say Rams, but um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. To play spoiler, they've been inconsistent, but um, I think they get it together tonight. Which means the Rams will probably win by two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> game on, uh, game on at six twenty. That's on Fox and NFL Network. So where is the Boston game on? Oh, it's on FS1. FS1. So ESPN doesn't get any of these playoff games this year then, huh? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's wow. either Fox or TBS. Interesting. Huh. All right. Well, that good for – and by the way, um, I love Brian Anderson calling games. I'm so glad Joe Buck's not doing it right now. I mean, he'll be there for the World Series to ruin everybody's day, but – I love hearing Brian I Anderson don't, call a baseball game. I don't get the hate of Joe Are you Buck. serious? You're probably the same guy who likes Nicolas Cage and Nickelback, huh? I watched a movie with Nicolas Cage the other day. What did you watch? Uh, it was called Next. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it was on there, and I'm like, just some random movie with Nicolas Cage. I'm like, you know what? He gets a lot of bad rap for a lot of weird movies. I'm going to watch one. <laughs> I'm going to give the guy a chance. It, w- it was weird. Uh, I, f- I finally watched Con Air for the first time like two weeks ago. He was all right. He was during See, the, the National Treasure movies were fun. Oh, they were he was so good, good in those. I thought he was great in those. But then he goes and does the uh, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. You're like, what? Yeah, no. like, what the fetch were you doing? And there? Disney had all their might behind that one, and it was still terrible. Yeah, Disney movies do usually end up being terrible, Eric. That's no, not, they don't. Yeah, they do. Disney movies are not that good. <laughs> it's just, it's a horrible plot, horrible acting, horrible ending. It's usually how it goes, man. Hate to tell you that, but welcome <laughs> welcome to the reality. No, you're ruining my childhood. No, I'm helping your childhood. <laughs> Y'all. Uh, 1570, Joe Buck is awesome. See, the thing about Joe Buck is some of his calls are repeated or too cheesy or too much. Like Matt Vaskersen. I love Matt Vaskersen, but he gets way too excited about anything and everything. Like, if someone hits a home run in the third, he screams his lungs off like it's the NLCS and it's game seven. And it's like, dude, that was in the third inning. It's just one nothing. It, it's all right. Yeah, you, 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 you can't get too excited too early. 2603. You know, have to, but you do have to understand the moment. And Joe Buck, I, look, he's he gets these premier chances to call these games for a reason. He recognizes the moment. I think he That's does true. a decent job. I don't get the whole Joe Buck hate. Just some of his calls. Like when the Giants hit a home run to go to the World Series, he copied the phrase and says, the Giants win the pennant. I'm like, dude, someone already used that like 50 years ago for the shot heard around the world. Like, let that call be there. Don't don't copy it. Find something new. Find your own great call for a great game like that. Yummy. Is that what you should say? That would be cool. I'd be cool with yummy. Yummy. Uh, two uh, six zero three. You know who else hates Disney movies and happiness? BYU fans. Give me all your BYU jokes. Wow. I'm here for them. I love them. Two three zero five. The guys doing the Dodger Cardinal game last night were terrible. 
Ron Darling, not bad, but the other guy, no way. That was that was Brian Anderson. Actually, for TV, is that what you're talking about, 2305? That was Brian Anderson. I thought Brian was great. You didn't like him, 2305? Huh. Uh, I only caught it in pieces, so I couldn't tell dude, you. I thought, I thought he was good. I thought he was all right. He called the Utah State-Washington NCAA tournament game uh, just a few years ago, three years ago, whatever it is. Uh, 1570. Talk about getting excited. Kevin Harlan is terrible at getting overexcited. Kevin Harlan can getting do that from over-excited? time to time. Overexcited? Yeah. He, I can see what uh, what 1570 is saying. Uh Okay. No, I mean, again, but, it's just a matter I of love, opinion I because love. I love that a guy will recognize the moment and he knows when to get excited and make it a big deal. But yes, you can get overexcited. Yeah. And that is a pitfall of many play-by-play announcers. I think um, – but the, the thing about Kevin that he can do on the radio is like picture – like give you the picture of the game frame by frame. Like, the, like I mean, he'll do it. He'll be like, you know, Brady stance, angle towards the left foot. Call for the snap of the ball, calling the numbers inside the inside the hash marks at the forty. It's just incredible how he calls it, and it's so like it's there. Oh yeah, one of his best calls was when there was a cat that got cat out of the field. Yeah, yeah, that's everyone's favorite story. Yeah, that's a good one. Five two four two. What's worse, saying yummy to a bunch of college age girls or old men playing baseball? <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, Absolutely both bad. right. They're I, both bad. I've actually been told many a times from the wonderful athletics department. Do not say yummy, whatever you do. And I got to come up with a new catchphrase. Someone one time said, for three, sexy. And I was like, ah, I tried it, but then it didn't come out right, so I can't do that. Maybe nutritious. Nutritious. <laughs> 5879, a BYU fan designed the new SLC airport terminal. <laughs> <laughs> so the bar we have to like walk two miles to get to the southwest wing. Have you? So I haven't been there yet. I haven't oh been my the gosh! New, is it that bad? If you're flying yet? southwest, yeah, you have to like hike for a mile. Uh, two three zero five. I think Williams is from Los Angeles, and last night he sounded like it. Williams, on the call. I thought Brian Anderson called it. I, hmm. Ron Darling. I thought it was okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but. Oh, I mean, that's – either way, I enjoyed the game. The game was great. I mean, Eric, I love low-scoring games. I love them. I hate the 9-8 to eight games. I don't have fun with those. I love games with great pitching and even better defense. And last night we got both. And then you got one clutch hit to end it. Yep. Yeah. But but you know what? The Cardinals lost that too. Like, Yadier Molina, who's one of the best get-up-and-throw-em-out catchers, uh, threw two one-hoppers to the second base. And both were safe. I, I mean, they, there was times where, and they, I think they had a base running gaff as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, nothing like what the Yankees did, but they had guys in running in, or in, uh, in scoring position and just couldn't get them. They couldn't get that one clutch hit. They had multiple opportunities to win this game. Well, it looks like it's not going to be a shutout in Houston. Uh, White Sox were able to advance runners and uh, get somebody across the plate, so... Uh, White Sox one, Astros six. Man, what a runaway! Top of the eighth. <clears throat> there are two outs. Get the rally caps going. Uh, two six zero three. A BYU invented traffic. I'm going to do one better. <laughs> a BYU invented construction. <laughs> traffic. One six two nine. Every time you use the word "yummy" in a call, BYU fans become more whiny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will never do it. I think I did that for Bear River High School games. And a fan came up to me. He's like, you know, at first I hated it. But then I actually really loved it. And I was like, well, that, that's good. And then, uh, like I said, after I got this gig to be the women's basketball guy, I was like, I can't say yummy. I can't do it. I mean, it's in so much trouble. And I even try to like, okay, dead, dead serious. I'd go home and I'd practice it and I'd be like, yummy. And I was like, yeah, that's just not going to go well. Eric's going to Eric's gonna find the audio and just kill me with it. We ain't doing that here. No way. Uh, hey, uh, and then tomorrow, excuse me, tonight, Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays. As, as you said, Rays favored to win at least game one. Boston coming off an emotional win over the Yankees here to set up a five-game set. Uh, and then you have tomorrow the Giants and Dodgers. Of course, series probably what could be the best series in the last 10, 20 years, we hope. That could go five, we hope. Uh, between two teams that have the two best records in the league, one over 100-plus games, this is going to be huge. Uh, I want to go back to a text that we got uh, from 5180. Oh. Uh, I don't think we read this uh, when it came in. Giants in three, then Giants in four, then Giants in four. <laughs> you don't know, You don't overperform over 162 games. They are for real. Go Giants. Okay, can I just say... I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants won the thing in three. I wouldn't be shocked. Like that's what good baseball teams do. They just they, they play their best baseball in October. Yeah, but here's the thing that is kind of hanging up for me for the Giants. I, I think the Giants are able to do well in this postseason, but they don't have the postseason experience like the Dodgers do. Mm, yeah. And are they as deep with well, their bullpen? I mean, you still have an experience. You still have an experience. Like, think about it, Eric. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump on five one eight zero's wagon here, because they had to hold the L A Dodgers like at arms arms length away from the N L West title for like what two weeks, three weeks. They had to just keep them where they're at bay, and they were able to do that. That is impressive to keep the Dodgers. From winning uh, their ninth consecutive division title, this Giants teams did that, and they got experience. They got a few, uh, well, a, a couple of pitchers. Buster Posey is back, and the Dodgers don't have Clayton Kershaw in this series. He's done for the year. Max Muncy's done for the year. He's done for the year. Yeah, he's got uh, elbow issues. Oh, I didn't know he was done for the whole. I rest believe, of the yeah, I believe he's done for the rest of the season. Oh. I believe so. And so, I mean, you lose two key guys like that. And and Max Muncy's a great lefty. It's gonna hurt him a little bit. Um, yeah. I so I wouldn't be look whoever they wins, have World Series experience for the Giants. I mean, uh, Chris Bryant's there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Chris Bryant is back. But see, here's the thing: is Chris Bryant needs to get. He's starting to cool down. And what do you? I know what you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, two six. We we interrupt this regular programming for a great joke. Two six zero three. BYU fans bob for apples in the toilet, and they like it. Oh, gosh. Yes. God bless this Twitter or this text line. Uh, 2305, Buster Posey has three world championships. Brandon Crawford has two, and Brandon Belt has two. Bryant has one. Uh, that's a good point. They, they have experience. They do have experience. They have great leadership. Again, I love Buster, Buster Posey over there. I think Max Muncy and Clayton Christian not being available is going to hurt these guys. I, I, I guess my point there is not so much about the uh, position players as much as it is about the uh, the bullpen. Yep, I would agree with you. All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we're going to wrap it up here on the Full Court Preskin Short Show. Pick six. Show. 
We'll have pick six for you. Uh, we'll give our predictions on the rest of the games, and we'll wrap it up and get you ready for a Friday show on the, here on 106.9 The Fan. Whatever your laughing style is, it's no joke that laughter is the best medicine and a great stress reliever. Comedy Night at the Riverwards is coming and you don't want to miss it. Friday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Get your tickets today at eventbrite.com. We dare you to try not to smile or laugh out loud as you enjoy funny stories and comedic entertainment from four professional comics. It's Comedy Night at the Riverwoods, Friday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Reserve your seats now at eventbrite.com. Al Sporting Goods, 100-year anniversary celebration going on now. Huge savings store-wide. Better than the mark than internet. Vortex Diamondback 10x42 Binox, 149. Safe Sour Rifle Scope, 99 bucks. Winchester Super X, 22 caliber rounds, $29 for 300. The Kind Pickup Pads, $59. Camp Chef 12-inch Dutch Ovens, 24 bucks. Camelback Hog Hydration Packs, $39. Don't miss Al's 100-year anniversary celebration. Al Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. Hi, this is Brent Wallace with Cash Valley Bank. We love supporting local events like the Cash Valley Parade of Homes happening September 30th through October 9th. As you tour these beautiful homes, we invite you to visit our recently renovated Cash Valley Bank branches. Show your parade ticket and receive a complimentary sampler box of Bluebird chocolates. Visit one of our seven locations from Smithfield to Hiram, including our mortgage office. Stop by during the Parade of Homes, meet our staff, and pick up your free chocolates. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fancy Key Bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex Razors and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It is the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, LJ Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan. Thanks for joining us here today. Hope you are having a wonderful Thursday. We'll get you ready for Friday. Got a couple texts in here, Eric, really quickly. Uh, 1570. Do you think the Astros cheating really helps them win the title? They won two games on the road in that World Series, and they weren't cheating on the road. And the Yankees only batted 150 against them in that series. I'm not condoning what they did is right, but I'm not sure that cheating helped them all that much. But cheating is cheating. Cheating is cheating. Uh, they did prove that they could win on the road. There was that was that team. I guess that's what's so frustrating. That team didn't need to cheat. They were so good and they were so deep and they had such talent. They didn't need to cheat, but it was it was very evident they were a much better team at home than they were on the road. Uh, the the numbers play out. Um, but yes, they did win on the road and they won on the road in the playoffs. But uh, still, cheating is cheating. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I'm not going to disagree one bit. 
Six, seven, eight, nine. This isn't a joke, but BYU manages to be unoriginal despite all those tithing dollars. Look how good of fans the Aggies have. Let's switch to their colors. Look how cool the Maine is. Let's build a knockoff. Uh, look how good Aggie ice cream is. Let's make someone pretend it's our thing. Doesn't San Diego State do like an I Believe We Win chant too? Well, San Diego State's copied the Aggies, yes, with the I Believe stuff. The BYU, st and, and I guess, yeah. Uh, BYU's creameries, by the way. It's not that good. We're not sponsored by them, are we? I just <laughs> no, want to make sure. But BYU Creamery? Yeah, I just want to make no. sure I'm not going to say anything wrong. But I've had it, and it's horrible. It's nasty. Aggie ice cream all day. Eric, we all know what time it is. We're not going to do the intro because we've got to kind of get out of here pretty quickly in about a few minutes. But let's go ahead and get to our pick six. You all know the drill. Three lines each. Over, unders, yes or no's. We pick three lines. Eric gave me a uh, moon pie for uh, my fourth win in a row. I know. Make it five, and Eric's going to have to do something... Naughty. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's see. So I won. So uh, I'm going to do well. Yeah, I'm going to defer this week. Go. Okay. All right. Boise State plays BYU this weekend. It's going to be on, on ABC, ABC, big network television show, or uh, show uh, game on network television. Could be a show. So uh, Boise State rushing yards against BYU. I'm setting the line at seventy-five and a half. Over or under? Oh, man, that's a great line. I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the over. I'm probably going to lose that one. Okay, will a Major League Baseball series be done by Monday morning? Yes or no? Ooh, no. I'm going to say yes. Uh, and then here's a curveball for you. FIFA World Cup qualifier. Son Just pick, pick the winner. Cape Verde or Liberia? Uh, Cape Verde sounds like a cooler place. We'll do that one. Yeah, I'm going to pick Liberia. <laughs> Dude, I you're, you're, why do you do that? Got to huh? throw something in there. You. Make it even. All right. Uh, let's go Georgia-Auburn. Georgia's just been rolling over everybody. I'm going to set the line at 18.5 over Auburn Inside of Jordan Harris Stadium in Auburn, Alabama. Sorry, say that to me one more 18 time. 18 and a half, Georgia. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Thought I was going to get you on that. I'm taking the over as well. <laughs> and it's going to be a blowout. And it's going to be a blowout really quickly. Uh, and then we're going to go to, oh, where'd you go? Penn State, Iowa. Uh, Penn State forces one and a half turnovers over under. Four and a half turnovers? No, no, no. One and a half. It's like, woo. One and a half turnovers. Oh, I'm going to take the under. Oh, Penn State. Gosh dang it. I'm, I'm going to say over just because I have to. You don't have to. Yeah, I do. You got to be different. It's like what you always tell me. <laughs> uh, Bills Chiefs here coming up. We got to be quick here. Bills Chiefs. Uh, we're gonna say who throws more touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Um, I'm gonna say Allen. I'm gonna say Mahomes. Okay, and tiebreaker. BYU Boise State score. Okay. Uh, 41-15 BYU. You got five seconds. 41-15. Yep. I'm going to say 32-28. to 28. Goodbye, everybody.